0: You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hi everyone! Welcome to another episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today I have a special guest. His name is Ning Lee. Ning is a member of Copy Accelerator, so we connected through the group, but we also connected through various business dealings. Um, Ning has a very interesting story. He's a copywriter, offer owner, and just uh, and now a copy coach. So. He's got a lot of knowledge about all the different aspects of direct response, so I thought this was going to be a great episode to have uh, for everybody that's kind of getting into copy and getting into owning an offer. So Ning, thank you so much for joining us.
1: It's a pleasure.
0: Awesome. So Ning, I I, I mean, for everybody that's, I know you're a superstar and I know that a lot of people know you, but I just want you to kind of in your words and and, uh, just tell our audience a little bit about, you know, who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So um, so I started in the uh, direct response, the copywriting game, maybe like seven years ago or something. I studied under Dan Ferrari and Aaron Winter, who are two, uh, they, they're kind of the top financial copywriters around. And back then we were part of a copywriting agency called Dig In and we wrote copy mostly for Bora and uh, different factions of Agora. So I trained under them for maybe two to three years before I got to paleo hacks. And I got to paleo hacks probably about four years ago. So 2017, I believe, and started working with Dave Sinek and the team there. And our team has grown a lot since then. And right around then is kind of when I started copy coaching. I started copy coaching for uh Derek Johansson and Copy Hour. There's a business called Copy Hour that teaches, you know, education for copywriters. Mm-hmm. So I started coaching uh, for them, and then recently, in the past two years or so, and um, uh, Mike Geary paid for me to be in Copy Accelerator so I can help Paleohacks make more money. And then, um, and then recently, mm-hmm. Stefan and Justin asked me to be one of the one-on-one copy coaches for Copy Accelerator. So, uh, I said, yes. And then that's kind of put me where I am today. So I have, um, what I would say is different about me is that I've coached over 150 different writers. I've seen over 500 different promos in every single niche you can possibly think of. Um, I've gotten massive reps just from coaching for the past four years. And I've coached some people to great success. Um, Uh, Luke Mills was one of my students. Uh, John Fisher. I have a bunch of students who are in Copy Accelerator now. Um, And yeah, so that's kind of my spiel. um,
0: Wow. Yeah that that's that's busy so you're you're working with paleo hats hacks and doing uh obviously some coaching and i know you guys are killing it there at, at paleo hacks with all uh all the cool stuff and i know that you you learned a couple of things about upsells that really kind of took things to the next level so we'll, we'll get to that in a second i do want to kind of you mentioned a couple of of you know the the steps that you've taken in your career and i know you know at one point um you did become an offer owner um and i and and this is you know, a a common thing that we hear all the time is, you know, copywriters like you, you're, you're amazing and you're killing it and you're writing these crazy offers. And then you try your hand at at owning an offer. Um, I'm just wondering, like, obviously that offer is, is no longer in existence. Um, what kind of got you, you know, kind of turned off from owning an offer and going back to, let's say, copy coaching and copywriting a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So, um, the answer is a little, it's, it's a little weird. Okay. Um, and it has to do with, uh, therapy. <laughs> okay. whoa, I wasn't expecting that. So let's, uh, let's, yeah. So, um, so back then when I started the offer, so, uh, my wife and I, we started a menopause, uh, supplement. Um, this was maybe two years ago, three years ago, two or three years ago. And we started, and that's kind of, uh, when I started, that was my first like try at really spending my own money, Um, drive traffic to an offer. And I think in the beginning, and this is kind of where the therapy part comes in is um, I was doing it for, for money. You know, I wanted to, I had this dream of like, I'm going to get really rich now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, um, and in the process um, I lost $20,000. And that was at that point, that was my like life savings, you know? Um, So uh, I'll kind of walk you through a story. So, in August was when we started the whole project. I basically set up all the pieces, right? Oh, I need a a, a merchant account. I need um um what's the thing called where it, it like handles the, the software that handles all the, the stuff, the
0: gateway um, and the shopping cart. All
1: yeah, that all that stuff. I need a developer. I need a programmer. And I'm, I had this bank cushion that I, I was spending on all these pieces of the business. Um, setting it up and we set it up and we launched it in December. Okay. And, um, for anyone who's in the health market and I didn't know this at the time, um, uh, the, you know, January is like probably the best month for health marketing, um, out of anything. So right out of the gate, our, uh, our offer did really well. You know, it was returning maybe like two, two X, two and a half X on, um, cold traffic off Facebook. So I was like, um, I kind of went through this cycle of, um, um, is, is swearing allowed on this on this podcast or go ahead oh okay <laughs> so um i, I talking to camp for and he called it the um when you're an offer owner he, it's called the uh the hand job nut slap effect um and what that means is like when the numbers look good you're like it's, it's kind of like getting a hand job you're like oh i'm gonna be so rich and then out of nowhere uh it just slaps you in the nuts and you're like what and, and then you're, you're either your gateway shut down or this happens or something breaks. And, and this is a constant cycle like that. Um, and that's kind of what I discovered about business. <laughs> and I discovered that, um, you know, I had, I had had a great success and I still have great success in the copywriting world. Okay. But there's um, when you, when you become a co- uh, an offer owner, you kind of um, you step into a completely different role. Okay. Yeah. A business Like when you're, when you're a copywriter, it's like marketing is my world. I think about marketing and this is marketing and this is marketing. And then when you become an off owner, marketing is just like one of the levers that goes into it. And there's all these other levers, like systems building, how to hire. And then there's just a whole, it's just a whole different game. Okay. And the marketing is just one small piece of it. And that's kind of what I had to learn. Honestly, business is more about systems building and like, uh, Opportunity cost and choose making the right decisions. It's it's more about that than than, um than writing having good marketing. (laughs) Although that's a that's a pretty important piece. So, anyways, so um in February our ad started to tank and um um and I was just panicking. Okay. And it's mostly because of my inexperience, you know, and um it makes a big difference when you're spending your own money and you're watching your own money go up in flames, especially sure. when it's 300, 400, 500, a thousand dollars a day. Imagine a thousand dollars a day. You're putting up a thousand dollars a day of your own money to gamble and take a look at where it comes back. So I'm checking the numbers every hour. <laughs> I'm, it's it was, a, it was a very stressful, stressful time. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, when it didn't work and instead of making a logical decision and assessing like, okay, um, why didn't it work or what's the best step? I was just freaking out and say, okay, we have to fix this, this, and this. And that, um, that made me an honestly, a terrible boss to the people I hired. Um, and, um, you know, I did all the stuff that I hate when I'm the copywriter and the business owner does to me like helicopter their work and put pressure on them. I basically did that out to all my employees. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's awesome so is dave listening dave cynic is listening
1: and he's gonna dave's an amazing see like i don't know how he does it you know um because after experiencing it for myself i'm like holy sh you know like business owning is a you know offer owning is a different game so um so in february kind of tank, and we also had problems i had um i don't know if this is a whole like drink a beer story it's like i had a a stalker who was also like hacking my Facebook and so my business account on Facebook. I was having problems accessing it. Um, a lot of different fires popping up every day and having to be put out and all this stuff. So okay. after the um, the spring copy accelerator event, we got back and um, it, at, when we stopped it, it was around 0.8 uh, roas. So um, but I had basically depleted all my my bank reserve, you know, for making it work. And I didn't want to go into debt. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so I stopped it, uh, cut out all our expenses and said, okay, I'm going to make the money back and then try again. okay? Okay. Um, and so over the next month or two, I made all the money back and more, and then, um, just basically doing, you know, what I had done, which is just writing and coaching and whatever. And, uh, and then after that, um, after that experience, I did a lot of work on my money triggers and why I was a lot of therapy work on money and business and why I was doing certain things. And um, now, to, at this day, and it's been two years, three years now. I'm my opinion of it is that it was a good thing that it failed, um, and the reason being, um, I don't think it's what I wanted to do, right? okay. and it's like. If it had succeeded and I was making a lot of money, to, I don't know if I'd be enjoying what I'd be doing. Okay. Especially just with that two, three month experience of seeing what it's like being not a business owner in general, because there's a bunch of different types of business, but the business owner of that type of business, that business especially, which is the menopause support thing. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm kind of glad. And now um, i made a decision kind of earlier in the year to do the stuff. In this world of marketing and and whatever that I like doing, okay. So I kind of doubled down on um, uh, coaching. I doubled down on working with the clients I like to work with, which Halo hacks is the number one client, yeah. but a few other ones. And um, I made a lot more money that way. And uh, and I started releasing products, but there were products that I like and that I want to do, like coaching products. You know, like okay how to, how to write, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. So that's kind of the space I'm in now, as opposed to let's pick a random thing that I think will get me rich. And I'm going to do it for that. And now I'm more about like, do I like this? Do I not like this? Do I want to spend a significant amount of my life slash work time thinking about and doing it? For um, sure. You know? So, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the story.
0: Well, I mean, interesting. I, I, you know, I love the fact that you, you know, you were able to kind of recognize it. I know a lot of people who kind of go into like six figure debt and they're like, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. You just keep kind of throwing money at it. And then there's, there's enjoyment factor. There's also like, you know, what skills are you lacking? What can you get somebody else on board? I've, you know, I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur as well. I have been for a long time and the stuff that I like to do, um, kind of brings in the money and gets the sales in and everything else, what I've actually kind of started doing is hiring people for it. Although, uh, it, it is one of the things that I, I like the least is like managing people for stuff that yeah. I don't really know too much about. because like, what do I do with this? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I hired you. Managing <laughs> people <what>? is hard. <laughs> I don't know anything about ops. Yeah. <laughs> you do it.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. people's hard. Yeah. Managing yeah.
0: people I find in, it like, it's just, it's always been the hardest thing. Like I can slam out social media stuff or figure a lot of stuff out in terms of like different parts of the business. But when it comes to people, I'm like, why does this take you 10 minutes? It should take you like one minute. Why does this, you know, I just, cause it's, everybody's different. They learn differently. And it's such a, you know, when you own a business, it's just, there's, you have to kind of know a little bit about everything. You can't just be, you know, a guru of this or a guru of that. And like, I'm 12 years in and I'm still, literally learning about like team building and stuff like that. Actually, yeah. Dave Sinek did like a talk at one point about this and whatever. And he, he was fantastic. His talk was good. It actually helped me out quite a bit. Yeah.
1: With a I, if I were to talk about like an example of a good people manager and a example of a bad people manager, I would literally use myself as a bad example. And then uh Dave Sinek as a really good example <laughs> uh, because, um, because, uh, I basically turned into what my parents were for me um, when I became kind of like, I kind of let my perfectionism take over. And then I was like pushing that on everyone else. Okay. Whereas Dave does, uh, I don't know how he does this um, or how long it took him to develop this, but he has an amazing um, knack for hiring like really good people and then trusting them and then just handing the keys over and saying, look, this is your expertise area. I trust you and I'm going to ask you for advice and you're going to make the decision in this area and you're going to do your thing and I'm going to get out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, um,
0: trust, trust basically the the summary of that is that you got to pick good people and then trust them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Pick, p- pick good people, put the right people in the right seats and then get out of the way is, is cynics kind of uh, that's, uh, managing style. Yeah.
0: Key form, key, key winning formula. But I'm just curious, uh, if you, if, you know, th- just because I know that you probably have some insight to this and so forth, not, not to harp on, on the story, but it, it has so many valuable lessons that I will ask one sure, more sure. kind of follow-up question. Um, what do you think, you know, looking back and kind of looking forward and let's say you're, you, you do a lot of, coaching for copywriters and so forth, you know, some of the good copywriters, if they come to you and say, Hey, Ning, you know, I want to start my own offer. What would be the thing, you know, a couple of characteristics or a couple of things that you would say, look, you need this, um, before you even think
1: about it. That's a really good question. Um, the first thing I would prepare them for is I would say, look, if, if you're looking to launch your own offer, um, you better be prepared for a different experience than being a copywriter. Okay. Being a copywriter is about managing a client, writing good copy, and then delivering it and hitting the deadline and all the copy stuff. The offer owner, uh, role, you're going to be stepping into a whole new world and it's a different learning curve. Okay. So it's a new, it's kind of like, uh, like you're a beginner again now, you know? Okay. Um, so when you get into it, it's, um, you're going to be setting up different pieces and setting up different systems. And the copy is just one small piece of it. Okay. When you go into it, you will think it's the biggest piece. However, it is not. Okay. When a when a copywriter goes into creating an offer and like being the offer owner or whatever, they'll be like, their whole thinking is like the copy is my world. But then, you know, they kind of ignore all this other operations and systems and type stuff. Um, right. And that stuff sneaks in and kind of like, ambushes you <laughs> yes. so the first thing i would say is like be aware of that and then um and then the other thing i would say is that if you are going to be spending your own money um it is a very stressful f- lesson and it's a very stressful time it's a it's like highs and lows it's like highs yeah. and peaks and lows um and um yeah that's kind of what i got i guess okay. Uh, Other than that, I'd be other than that, I'd be like it's more like marketing specific. Like, okay, you want to do an offer? Uh great. What offer? Um, um the other thing I would ask is like, would you be excited about doing this for five years or is this a money grab? Nice. Yeah, this is important.
0: People people don't realize, like, for example, maybe uh, you know, I don't know what your thought process was when you chose, you know, a menopause uh supplement, like, you know. I'm, you're not going to go through menopause. So like why, why menopause versus something geared towards men or something maybe like fitness related or, or like, sure, sure.
1: Yeah. Um, originally we decided we wanted a women's libido supplement. <laughs> that was my okay. wife's idea. And then we kind of did some surveying and then, and then we ended up choosing a menopause based on like some survey results.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, see, that's the thing also, I feel like, I'm not a copywriter. I'm not, you know, I don't own a business in this, in this realm, but having a product also that maybe you feel passionate about will kind of relay right, into yeah. the business, right? Like it's if you're kind of like, I'm just make, I just, I asked people and they said, this was good for me to sell. And that's like, basically your premise. I'm not sure the level of success you're going to achieve when you're, you're selling it and you're not super enthusiastic about or it. Or you'll you know? have
1: the problems of success. It'll succeed and you'll be trapped by it. I've seen that. Okay. Wow.
0: Yeah, like, it's true. If you're doing something you don't like, like I, exactly. when I started, I started my business, I was like, Oh, I got to build a um a portfolio of low risk businesses like restaurants and stores and stuff like that so i can make sure that when i do the high risk stuff i can do it for fun and if merchants kind of go away and and come back you know i won't be so stressed about it so i did this for about 18 months i literally like this was in like 2009 2010 i took a, a phone book and i was literally calling businesses okay wow like, interesting and i yeah. did this by myself in my 500 square foot apartment i was just sitting there hi i'm maria you know <laughs> <laughs> I was like what like I hated my life for like six months and I kept saying why am I doing this I hate this and I'm like I'm choosing to do this I am literally choosing to do something I hate I left a job so I can be independent but what's what's the independence worth if I'm like I dread waking up and doing yeah. this for like you know whatever amount of time and then yeah. I just after about nine months, I was talking to like a small, like restaurant chain and they were like literally grinding me for like a penny. And I'm, and I remember the exact moment I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't need this fucking shit. I'm like, take your penny. I'm, I'm fucking out of here. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I just got up. I was like, obviously more cordial to, to the person, you know, we met in person. I was like, you know what, I can't beat it. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, it's a penny, it's a penny, you know, like this. But then I'm like, I, I hate low risk business. I just hate, there's no challenge. My brain's not thinking I never get asked anything that I want to be asked. I'm just price, 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 and no value, you know? So I switched to high risk and within like two months I started making money. Yeah. And that's it. I never looked back. I I was like, you know, why not?
1: I love those kinds of grind stories. Um, I think, um, to be a little kind of like zoom out and philosophical, like, like a a lot of my career has the trajectory now is trying to figure out what, um, you know, what I like, what I don't like and how I want my work days to look, you know? And when you're for a copywriter becoming an offer, they don't really think about that. They just think about like, usually they just think about making a lot of money and that's kind of like the the draw. Um, And you don't realize that like, yeah, you might make a lot of money, but the the day-to-day life is completely different and you don't know what it's like. Okay. Business owners about putting out fires all day. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's true. It's not about traveling and 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 you know, a lot of I know a lot of copywriters yeah. that like to kind of be nomads, you know, they like to kind of go yeah. around. It's it's harder to do that when you're owning a business. You yeah. gotta be there at certain times, you gotta do shit at certain times. So
1: yeah, yeah. You're kind of building so I, I would say for for my like general progression in this career. It's been more figuring out what I, uh, uh, what I like, what I don't like, and then having kind of a leverage to shape my life into like a life that I want to live, you know, like um, if I'm going to do a lot of work, I'd rather it be work that I enjoy. And so, you know, like most of my days now I have like five hours straight of calls, but like, mm-hmm. I feel great on the calls. It doesn't drag and I like them, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of been my, my journey and the process in the past couple of years.
0: Wow, that's I mean, I hope I hope a lot of people listening will will kind of do all this kind of work to to prepare mentally before they they take the plunge because it is uh you know it is scary when you're spending your own money and stuff like that. And then you realize at the end, you know, mm, if I really thought about this, it wouldn't have been <laughs> something that I would do. So. I,
1: I think it's right for some people, it's not right for other people. Yeah. And that's oh, no one can tell you that but yourself, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a good, good, good kind of summarize, uh, of the conversation. It's good for some people. It's good for others, but the important thing is I think to kind of think about it uh, a lot, like think about doing stuff that you don't want to do a lot when you're a business yeah, owner yeah. versus when you're a copywriter, a lot of copywriters yeah. that don't love what they do. They want to do it for six, seven hours a day. It doesn't bother them. So yeah, key difference, but, uh, moving along to another topic because I know you have so much to share and I'm like, man, I'm trying to get like so many golden nuggets here for everybody listening. So I'm, I'm wondering right now, you know, you're coaching a whole bunch of people, you're, you're writing offers, you're, you, you know, you're working on a whole bunch of stuff. What's working. This is such a general question. So I know you're going to be like, what's I don't know everything. Working?
1: What's working for me. What's working for people. What's working. Like for- what's
0: working on offers to get offers to convert. Are you focusing, let's say like example, I know you mentioned, you know, you tweet some stuff on upsells and you guys kind of got a really big um, you know, uptick there. Um, what's working in general for, let's say offer owners and copywriters, obviously to translate it for off- offer owners wow. to
1: okay.
0: make more money or like, are are you mainly now, like once you get your, your offer dialed in, are you trying new split tests? Are you focusing on upsells? Like what, what's wow. working That's the best? A big, big. Question. I know it's a huge question. <laughs> just give me like two, like just two things of like, whatever okay. is working for you that um, like, it makes a big impact for people writing copy and, and, you know, for offers.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, the biggest change in paleo hacks over the past three years or so has been used to only release, like do maybe three or four projects per year. And then one of them would do well, that would be kind of our rate. And just in the past, maybe three months, we've had like five or six projects come out and they've all won. Okay, the the difference really being, um, I think at a certain point, business is about making not making the wrong decision. Okay, because we would used to choose products that we'd spent three months doing the funnel and the this and the that and then it, it released and it just didn't do well. Okay, so we there was a pretty big switch. Maybe I don't want to toot my own horn, but. I'm going to do my own horn. <laughs> do it. In, in, in the spring where um, Cynic basically said, look, Ning, you, you are going to decide now what products we do and don't do. OK, so I would basically tell product development, hey, we're, we're going to do this cookbook and I would come up with the with the product. OK, and um, I had a pretty good pulse on what works in our industry and what doesn't. And so we just start putting out. Um, I looked at basically all the cookbooks that did well on Amazon and we just started I noticed they all fell into three veins, right? One is easy cooking, right? Slow cooker, instant pot, one pan, five ingredients. These are all examples of like cooking made easy, right? Yeah. Um, that's one angle that worked. Another angle that worked is here's your cheat foods, but they're healthy now. That's like keto sweets. Like here's a, here's a cookie, it burns fat, you know? Here's a recipe <laughs> for pizza that's healthy, you know? stuff like that does really well. And then big cookbooks did really well. So I started only making cookbooks in these veins based on what's worked in the past. And then we just started, you know, all the projects one. So, um, you know, the, I would say a lot of businesses just gut impulse choose to do certain projects. And that really is the biggest decision is, What projects are we going to do and what projects are we not going to do? Because the project that you choose to do, um, as soon as you make decision to do that, if it works, it's a big win. If it doesn't work, you have literally wasted four months of time you could have been spending on other stuff. Um, So yeah, that's kind of all businesses like opportunity costs and decision making is kind of what we found. Um, so That's kind of one thing I would put out. Um, the other thing that works is just like solid copy, solid direct response fundamentals still works. It works in every niche. It works if you just learn good copy, write good copy, make the right offers, make stuff that people want, sell them the right way, people will buy them. Um, and you don't have
0: to be black hat.
1: You don't have to be black hat. You can be black hat if you want. That's up to you. Uh, I don't recommend it. <laughs>
0: no, I mean it's just it the the black hat game I mean, you know, I've seen kind of like the transitions. I started processing for supplements in 2010, so I've seen the transition of how like offers I I it, it makes you know, in 2010 it was like one page you know, just like whatever with like one skinny girl lose 45 pounds in three days here, enter your information done. I was like, how are they making so much money? This is like, not even smart, not even a little bit smart, you know? Um, and I've seen the transition of like going from like that to longer copy black hat and and moving forward. And I mean, if it's sold the right way and you say the right things, you don't need to go black hat. That's what I find. I mean, there's always, you know, stretching a little bit of the truth and stuff like that, but you're not kind of completely making crazy claims or or selling something to, to vulnerable people. So, so, I mean, that, that's, that's really interesting. And I, I mean, I, I definitely think that, um, one thing that you actually, I actually did a coaching call or a coaching call with you and I'm not a copywriter. So <laughs> I just, I I just wanted to ask you for advice. I don't know if you remember it was a couple of months ago. Yeah, I remember that, And yeah. I just asked you something, you said something that really kind of resonated with me and my writer, I have a, a content writer. He doesn't, it's not copy. It's like really just like content for SEO sure. and stuff like that. Sure. Not super sexy stuff. Um, you said something to me, you said, you know, well, what's working for you right now? And I said, "You know what works for us a lot is merchants who were um on stripe that got kind of like burned and they're looking for another alternative and they want something fast. Um so I was like, well that that's really working. You know, every time there's we we kind of put out some content about that or I do a, a podcast about it or whatever, it, it always generates like a lot of interest and and people are coming to us and so forth. And you're like, well, just do that. And I was like, yeah. Why, why am I trying <laughs> to find something new when I have something that works? Yeah. So I've been telling the content writer to focus a lot on it. And he goes, oh man, another Stripe blog, Maria. Like, I was like, I'm like, no, we got to do this like once a week. He's like, "What? Well, like, how many angles? I was like, well, you know, Stripe froze your account, Stripe suspended your account, Stripe's keeping your yeah. money. There's just like do, a million angles, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, he wants to like, he hates it, but it's fun, you know? Like, I mean, we're getting a lot yeah. of leads from it and, you know, we have to kind of stick with, you know things that work. So I, you know, just kind of going to your <laughs> <That's> fir- <great. laughs> first point with the three cookbooks. That's what it reminded me of. Is like sometimes as a business owner, you want to do something else because you're like, oh well, maybe this, maybe that. Well, if you want, if your your goal is to make money and yeah. to kind of get the business going and and roll out projects that are going to be winners, just you know what's working, just keep yes, doing that. Like absolutely. double down, go. We have a know? rule.
1: We have a rule where everyone spot checks. Uh, we have twelve members at Pillow hacks Everybody spot checks uh, shiny object syndrome including okay. we call, we call Dave Sinek out on it. Okay. <laughs> we, we are able to say, no, you're, that's not on the mothership. We call it on the mothership. Yeah. Right. It's in our wheelhouse. Cause before, like, like I mentioned, we were launching four products a year and three of them would be duds. Yeah. We were doing like an immunity supplement collagen, this random thing, that random thing. And then this past couple of years, when we started like doing really well, it's just like cookbook, 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 free cookbook, free cookbook. Surprise. It does better. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, you make it, you, you keep doing it until it stops working. I mean, that that's, that's the formula. So I just find there, there are a lot of people that are offer owners and just whatever that they, they, they kind of want to try something new. And I get it because sometimes it gets repetitive or whatever, but I mean, the, the boringest thing is, consistency. You know, it's 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 not sexy. It's not something that people want to hear, but you just keep doing what yep. works and it, it keeps working and that's it, you know. Done. Find oh. out
1: what the fish like to eat and then keep feeding them that. There we go. Don't feed if the fish like to eat worms, keep feeding them worms. You can yeah. try different types of worms. This type of worm, that this wormier worm, that wormier. <laughs> but don't try to feed them strawberry cheesecake because you think it's cool or you think you like strawberry cheesecake.
0: Yeah. No, you know? I, I, you know, that, yeah. that, 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 that's the, the, the best summary. So feed the worms what they want to eat. So
1: <laughs> feed the fish, what they want to the
0: eat, not the worms, feed the yeah. fish, the find worms. out what the <laughs> fish
1: want to eat and then feed them it.
0: Yeah. You know, Yeah, and that's 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 amazing. And you know, sometimes the the best lessons in business are boring, but they're the ones that work. So happy that you shared that. You know, (laughs) with all your wisdom and and everything that you've seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up with like a a question that I'm I'm just curious about, and just like kind of talking. Not that we only want to talk about mistakes; we want to talk about all stuff. But obviously, people want to learn. You know, things to avoid and things to to kind of get better at and so forth. So you coach a lot of copy, but you're also you know you're you're kind of you know, in Paleo Hacks, you have a pretty big role from what I can tell, obviously from your, your knowledge and, you know, you've owned an offer and so forth. How does one kind of from the zero to 20K, like you were talking about, Luke, um, you know, I'm wondering, you know, there's there's also an element of not only because you can be like the best copywriter in the world. If you don't know how to sell your copy, you know how to get clients, you know, that kind of you shoot yourself in the foot. So I'm curious, how, how do you coach these copywriters? I mean, I'm sure you kind of come across this where people are really good, but they just can't get clients or they can't kind of close deals or they can't get paid what they're supposed to get paid. So how, what are a couple just, I asked, I asked you like such an overloaded question. That's probably like an episode in itself, but like, let's summarize it in like a minute
1: or two (laughs) of like getting clients part,
0: getting clients and and like kind of getting to that 20 K and kind of moving it and moving your needle. uh, Once you get good at copy, like I'm sure you've, you've probably coached uh, copywriters that are really good, but they just can't get any clients.
1: Uh, I'm gonna disagree there.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, good, I I like it.
1: If they're really good, it doesn't take much to get them a client. I just have to show copy to certain people and then they're out. In fact, I would hire them on the spot if they were really good and cheap.
0: Okay. Business
1: owners are always looking for deals. How can I get a good copyright for cheap? Yeah. Right. Um,
0: So the lesson here from what I understand is that you just need a good copy coach And if he thinks you're good, he'll get you jobs or she, whatever, meaning like it's almost like a networking thing. Like if you get coached by somebody, they see potential, they'll get you clients. So if you're not great at getting clients, maybe this is a hack.
1: If you're very coachable and you're talented and you start producing really good copy right off the bat and the coach is impressed, the coach will find something. The coach may even hire you. That's what happened with me and Dan. Um, Dan Ferrari was my mentor. He mentored me for about two years while I learned copy on my own. I worked my ass off and I just showed it to him for feedback. Somehow him being a hotshot, like stooped down to my peasant level and gave me free feedback, which just doesn't happen, except for if you're in Copy Accelerator. Yeah. um, And uh, and one day he was just like, hey, do you want to make some money, you know? And so the best thing you can do is just work on your skill and get better. You know, copywriting, like it's a linear thing. It's, it's almost like a logarithmic skill versus how much money you make.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, that's the interesting thing is that, you know, it's one of the industries I find that at least like now I'm, I'm learning obviously from you, like for me, for, for my industry, you know, I'm going to toot my own horn here. Obviously it's my show and I'm going to say it, but I am, I am fucking knowledgeable. Like I swear to God, people call me, they talk about shopping carts and I tell them how to integrate shit and what they should do and their upsells and all this, like most payment processors can't coach you on that stuff. Like they don't nobody, they don't have a clue. They just like, here's your mid see you later. Um, You know, so You know, we kind of like me and I can't just say me, me and my team, like we take it a step further and we make sure that people kind of like understand what's going on, how they how payments can impact conversions and so forth. But even with that, it still took me like four years of trying to kind of prove myself and making the right contacts and whatever. And what helped me break through is when I met. I'll call him mining the guy that kind of like understood my industry and understood what I was doing. And then he just like literally opened the door and said, Maria, meet the world. Here's this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. And then I just made all my contacts and then it kind of like mushroomed from there. So I think the, 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 the key point that's interesting here is that if you make the right contacts, if you get the right coaches, they'll see the talent and then you'll, you'll just versus, we see a lot in these Facebook groups, like people are like, how do I get my first client? How do I, you know, how do I market and stuff like that? And let's say you had a hundred bucks in your bank account and you were in that situation, you're a decent copywriter, what would you do?
1: Um, if I was a decent copywriter and um, I had a hundred bucks in my bank account and I needed clients, um, if I was 100% confident and I knew, I had like people who I knew were knowledgeable telling me my copy is really good, uh, I'd be, I'd be just asking those people, Hey, do you have any copy I can do for free? Okay. And then, um, and I would do them. I would be, I would literally be there, like be their coffee bitch, whatever they wanted. (laughs) I would do just to learn from them. And then usually a job would materialize out of that. Um, but if not, I would just start showing my copy to people. I'd go to an event. Um, maybe I'd go into debt a little bit. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would uh, cold email, I would, uh, I would reach out to people wherever and, um, you know, the cream will rise to the top. Your income will go to whatever the market dubs it should be. What I mean by that is like, whatever level your copy is, there's a supply and demand for that in the market. And the supply and demand determines your price, how much you can charge as a copywriter um, that depends on what your copy looks like. So show it to people and then, you know, it'll command a certain price. And then from there, you just keep moving forward, you know?
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that's an excellent lesson to kind of wrap up on. So Ning, is there anything you, you know, any, any other, I I don't, I don't even know what else you can say. You've just kind of given the keys to the castle. You gave everybody all this free (laughs) advice. So uh, I will let you say any final thoughts or anything, any summary to, to our, to our audience. And then uh, obviously we'll wrap it up. But I do want to say before we, we let Ning say is. I'm sure everybody listening to this episode got at least one golden nugget. So subscribe, share, and like, because Ning is the boss in copy copywriting. So we're happy that we had you on, Ning.
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Um, if you guys uh, want to get in contact with me, you can send me an email at media at paleohacks.com. M-E-D-I-A at paleohacks.com. Okay, um, cool.
0: And we're going to have all that information actually in the show notes, Ning. So everybody just oh, head on right. down below and, and Ning's contact information is going to be there. And thanks again, Ning. And uh, have yourself a great day. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagas.com. That's dot com. I'd love to hear what you're working on, so drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure, you only have to be right once.